What is good? It's your boy Roy. And this is another episode of Sync Gems. Today, we have Nathan Foreman, aka Excalibur Zero. Dude's killing it. He is actually speaking in Nam, 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 however you want to call it, in your country. He's going to be there. Um, and he's he's just a learner, a student of life. And it's amazing to hear what he has to say and how he has moved to from interning in a label uh, a bunch of years back to working at that label to now starting his own label. And you know what? I can tell you off the bat, his label's going to be good. Uh, it's going to be great because the dude is the epitome of learning of of immersing yourself in things and and I kind of get into that and dissect it because it's so interesting to me not being a guy that is like that uh, what it is like from the inside out so I really get into his personality his hunger to learn um, and the little ins and outs of what he has learned in the label that he was doing cue sheets for that he was making music for he was he saw everything uh, and was mentored by the best in this industry so I really squeezed the lemon this time and and the dude is just amazing the guy's just amazing I'm 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 not even going to front. He's, you'll see, you'll see. He's, he's built from a, cut from a different cloth, as they say. Salt of the earth, as they say. I don't have another thing to say in a charismatic tone. But anyway, you got what I'm saying. Guys, I want to tell you, reviews for this podcast and five-star ratings are really what moves it forward. I'm not doing a bunch of marketing. I'm not uh, um, putting it in people's faces, but your reviews put it in people's faces. So you're basically helping me market it when you're doing, uh, when you're giving a review. Um, I'm giving it a lot of time for the editing, for uh, um, taking the snippets, for making the podcast what it is, but you guys are really helping me when you're giving it reviews on uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify. When you follow it, you're going to get uh, notifications about when it's coming out. But when you review, when you give it a, uh, a five star, it just helps it go into more people's radar. So... Uh, please do that. It really helps me. And I really appreciate everyone who does that. That means the world. And that's my only ask from you. We also have masterminds on Thursday evenings, US. So if y'all are keen to get to know me and get to know the community, y'all should come through. Let me know on socials you want to join and I'll send you the server. And that's it from me. And without further ado, Nathan Foreman, a.k.a. Excalibur Zero. What's good, my man? What's up, Roy? 
thanks for having me on, man. Oh, man. Um, I got to tell you, like, that we didn't speak about it offline, but you just, um, you have such a calm and powerful energy about you, man. And when he told me your story, it all made sense. Like when he told me that you have kiddos and that you have a family and that you're, you're doing it for something bigger than you. Um, I just loved it. Uh, with that, with that mellow energy that you got, it's just, uh, amazing to watch people who are powerhouses move quietly, if that makes sense. So mm. I'm so grateful for having you on the podcast. Most definitely, man. I appreciate that. I think that, uh, we definitely hit it off when we first met at PMC this past year. And, uh, I, I felt that same energy, uh, from you as well. So I appreciate those, uh, words and thanks for having me. Hell yeah, man. Let's, let's jump, let's get dirty. Let's talk about let's like, let, let's talk about your story, um, about how, y- what you are today came about, how your success, you started your own thing, your own label. And I believe it's going to be very successful. And I just want you to talk about how you became who you are today. When did you start music? When, how did it all come about? Oh, man. <clears throat> I started music probably back in uh, the first time I ever picked up an instrument was sixth grade. It was trumpet. Wasn't great at it. I actually wanted to do drums, but my band pe- teacher put me into uh, trumpet. Eventually into high school, I was able to move uh, into drums. And at 14 or 15 is when I um, got introduced to FL Studio. That's when I first started creating music. And I was hooked from day one. Like I knew from that moment on just getting lost and trying to figure out, you know, the complexity of the DAW, uh, you know, and to just bringing in that musical background that I had growing up, um, you know, from middle school to high school. Uh, I, I was hooked from day one. I ended up uh, going to Full State University. So right after high school, I needed to find a direction where to go. My mom was kind of pressing me to put, you know, my, my focus into something that's, you know, going to help me in my future. So I ended up applying to Full Sail, graduated in 2014. From there, I got lucky and got an internship for a music library. They're called Signature Tracks. So I started in about 2014 as an intern. I was there for seven months unpaid until they finally offered me a position. And one of my responsibilities was just keywording metadata, just doing a lot of backend work. And at the same time, that was kind of building my chance to uh, become a composer on their roster as well. So then in December 2014, they offered me a full-time gig. I ended up working there, working my way from the bottom all the way up to the top. Um, I curated playlists, doing cue sheets, all types of stuff, uh, dealing with clients and stuff like that. And uh, eventually, I was able to support myself full-time from the royalties that I was making over time from just getting all these opportunities and stuff like that and seeing how the back end really works. Uh, it was able to give me a clear understanding of how sync licensing kind of moves. And uh, fortunately enough, in 2020, during COVID in May, um, I was able to go full time, leave that administration work to kind of just focus all in on music and creating. At the same time, I was helping other people uh, learn the industry, you know, just giving out insight and uh, teaching the community about sync licensing and stuff like that. <clears throat> and now um, I'm still full time for music, still do music every day. And uh, I'm also on the journey of creating my own library, as you uh, mentioned earlier. Yeah, and you're father of two. Father of two. Father of two, one boy, one girl. Couldn't be happier for it. Very fortunate. Oh, my God. 
we're gonna get into it don't worry uh <laughs> but uh yeah i feel like you know what can i can I, we're gonna get into it what's what are the so you, you've got you've got a a one-year-old and a newborn right I have a I have a five year old and I have a nine month old. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Um, so, tell in the last five 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 years, what difference did it make for you having another creature looking up to you in the world? What what difference did it make for you and for your professionalism for your growth? What what was that like? So. I grew up not knowing, uh, and not to get too deep, but I grew up not knowing my biological father. So growing up, that's always been a part of me of like having that kind of father figure. Like I would kind of fill that void by kind of like acting like that towards my brothers and my sister. Like I very much had that kind of uh, nurturing feel already. So by the time I became a father, I had already like wanted that since a, since a child. And once my daughter was born, Like there's a level of love and just like unconditional love and and joy and curiosity that I cannot explain. Like, you know, obviously everybody loves their child to, you know, the moon and back. But what I started to realize is I was learning a lot um, from my daughter, especially as she started getting older and I started walking and stuff like that. I was able to see like she's she's very curious and we're we all have that inner child in us. So I was just seeing how she is creatively. And that really translated into myself of how I kind of try to explore music in a different aspect outside of just creating, sitting down in front of a piano, but like just paying attention to my surroundings outside when I'm taking a walk, like, you know, putting out sound recording and listening to the music that's being played within just earth. And I feel like my daughter just becoming a father really put that into perspective for me because there's so much of this world that we still have to kind of just explore And we, you know, this world is constantly being created by everyone, all of us. And, uh, you know, just becoming a father really helped me tap more into that creativity. Man, I, I mean, I always, I always talk to my homies and I, I laugh about it. Like my, my, my daughter is a dog and I, I learned so much from her. So I can mm -hmm. only imagine what it's like with a, a, a thing that can speak, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it's just like, and, and there's the thing where you got to step up for that extra being in your life, right? Like you have 100%. to step up every freaking day. And that's the similarity I feel like between what I have and what parents have um, is that no matter what and how shit hits the fan, I have to be there every day to uh, um, take her out for a walk. So it's just like to, 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 to attend to her. And if not, then I'm failing Uh, um, and it's very, it's a very special feeling. It's like, uh, uh, perseverance in a totally different capacity. Mm. Um, 100%. And, and, uh, yeah. And, and you speaking to it, I feel like for sure, most people lose their, their creativity and that's why they go to substance, right? Like they go to, mm. uh, um, I mean, coffee is the first thing that comes to mind, but You know, and not to shit on coffee. I just think that people misuse so many things to um, to uh, cover a void that they have. And I feel like a lot of it um, is in curiosity, right? So right. can you can you kind of elaborate on that, on how curiosity shows 
now in your life, in your grind, in your relationships? How does that come to fruition? I think that um, if I reflect on it, like as a high schooler, like or in, in school, I really didn't care to put the effort into school at that much. Like I didn't have the hunger to learn outside of maybe music. That would be like the most passionate thing I was about. And as I got older, I realized those habits that I formed still translate to me as an adult. So the lack of effort that I may be putting into reading or anything like that translated uh, into my adulthood. So um, I really noticed I needed to take a shift, like extract myself from all the vices that I have and start really honing in on things that help me pursue my passion and my creativity. So, uh, you know, I think that the, the, the hunger to learn is something that I, I have. Like I, I learn from anybody and everyone. Like I could tell you that my best friend in high school, his mother would clean the same exact day every day of the week. She would vacuum the same day every day of the week. She would go to Costco the same day every day of the week. It doesn't matter who is in your circle. There's someone that you can learn from, whether bad or good. Hopefully it's good, but you can learn from anyone. You're never going to live long enough on this planet to make all the mistakes in the world. So my hunger for wisdom and that curiosity just grows every day. I, I'm constantly looking for new information, constantly trying to speak to different people to learn about their story, learn about what makes them them or what great habits they have. Um, for example, my wife is was really good at school. So I sat down with her and she, she has a good job now. And I sat down with her one time and I saw her, her agenda, like her, her calendar, just how she has everything organized and how it's color coordinated and stuff like that. So I sat there and I said, can you teach me how to do, like how you organize your day? Like, can you teach me exactly what you do to keep yourself organized? Because that helps me translate to better habits in my life now. So uh, yeah, that's that's how curiosity, I, you know, really affects me now to this day. Um, even playing on what my, you know, what I was telling you about my daughter and stuff like that, I feel like it all comes full circle. That's amazing, man. I, Jesus, I love this on so many, so many levels, and and I feel like the 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 way that I usually roll and the thing that people like about this podcast is that it goes to weird directions. So like <laughs> feel f- super free to expand on everything and anything because I feel like that's where it's at. Like decoding the humans behind things is what interests me. And and that hunger to learn and that ability to say to your partner, hey, can you teach me something where basically usually like the the masculine is the is the is would usually be the the breadwinner you know so there's this there's this ego that mm. i have like I'm, I'm i'll tell you like i i still have it i see it in myself i'm working with it and on it but i still have it and i love the fact that you can just come up to people uh who 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 are or are not qualified to give you that information and ask. You know what I right. mean? Like there's, there's, um, I, I've just listened to this podcast with Adam Grant and, uh, um, and uh, Ryan Holiday. Um, I, I recommend anyone listens to this because these two guys are just, whew. but the Stoics, right? Stoics yeah, 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 yeah. So it's the Daily Stoic, the podcast is mm-hmm. called. Um, but the thing is, they talk about how you need to have people around you who um, neither 
that's what Adam, like Adam, uh, Adam Grant, he brings so many uh, research and so many details and he's so, it's so fun to listen to him. So he brings uh, something to the table and says, you can't learn from people who criticize you or people who, sorry for the wording, forward a bit, but suck your dick every time you, you, uh, you do something. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have people who can coach you. And what I love about what you're speaking to is you're speaking to looking for uh, uh, directions from possible people who can help you out. And that's something I've been struggling with for years. You know, like uh, interning is, is something that's always been a no-no for me for some mm-hmm. reason. Uh, and I'm still grappling with it. I know that I'm going to at some point go intern or something like that. But uh, um, the reason I'm ranting is because you're a composer that came in like to the full-time music through interning and not a lot of people can say that about themselves i can tell you that i can guarantee that like maybe uh, um two or three percent one percent can can say that about themselves like i've entered in a lot in a library so i'd love for you to elaborate about you know, doing the this admin work and doing these uh, uh, works that are not desirable, man. I don't want to do that shit, but I, I feel like at some point I got to do it in order to really understand the inner works of 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 these companies and of these people. I have to go do that dirty work. So I'd love to know uh, uh, how that affected you and what you actually learned from that experience. Oh man, I can tell you that right now, it affects me to this day. Um, there's a lot of things where I reflect back on that in the moment I may have not liked or I may have like, you know, in my head complained about or something and, and just not felt like doing it in the moment or just think like, why am I doing this? Thinking maybe the work is beneath me. But now that I'm older, you know, and I've checked myself in those moments, of course, but now that I'm older and I'm building out my own catalog, I see how all of that stuff was super resourceful because now I know how to maintain what I'm building now, but at a level that can maybe be a little bit quicker or it could be a little bit more efficient than it was back when I was learning how to do these things. I honestly was very fortunate because <clears throat> Signature Tracks was created by three uh, of uh, different guys. They were all best friends growing up. Um, you know, they, they went to school with Kobe Bryant and it, they have a crazy story. But there was one who I was really... Uh, coached by, like mentored by, his name is David Lastman. He's one of the most probably uh, influential people who is not family or friend related in my life because I spent so much time with him and he has so many great habits and he's a really key player to why they are where they are today. Um, he's very he's very uh, honest, very uh, loyal, very uh, empathetic at times. And he taught me a lot of things that were very like meticulous that maybe I could see where you would feel like being an intern, uh, you know, at times could feel like it's beneath us, but like I can go back to my old emails and see that my email etiquette is because of him. There's a way that we email. There's a way that you speak to clients. There's a way that you act to certain clients. There's a way that you do certain things in uniformity because that consistency breeds success. And I feel like a lot of those things reflect how I kind of maintain myself now because before, I would have put maybe a long email or an email that would be a little bit more, um, just less professional than it would be now or know how to deal with clients differently or know how to speak to people or, you know, introduce or network and stuff like that. So I would say that 
that internship and just going through that grind, it was a lot of work. It was, you know, I was sleeping one hour nights. There was times where I, I was working a job. You know, I had just moved to California uh, for this internship all the way from the East Coast. And uh, I was working a job at the same time. And it was just like uh, just a lot of work, a lot of grind, a lot of long, dedicated hours. But at the same time, now that I'm out of it and I'm building my own thing, I need those moments to become who I am today. Hmm. So do you have a little bit of, a, of, of an example that comes to mind? So a lot of the stuff that. So I work with the, the co I have a co-founder with right now with I'm building this library with. And what he did is he basically sat with me and he's really good at building systems. He worked a job where he had to manage people and he would build systems. He would just build a lot of systems to make things very fluid. So he would extract a lot of information from me. So if we use one thing, just submission, just how much time it would take to review a submission, download a retransfer, put it into a folder, extract that folder, uh, organize it, put it into a category, add the metadata, put all the metadata in, register the track. All that stuff takes a lot of time and being able to know, have that information and know how much it takes to do that, I'm able to work at a lot of quicker pace because the person I'm working with extracted all that information for me and said, how can we do this as efficiently as possible? And we start doing that now. And I think that if I didn't, if I came into this as maybe someone who didn't work for a library or didn't have that experience, it was just a straight up composer, I wouldn't know how much effort and work goes into that back end part of it. And a lot of my time would still be trying to figure it out. But now I can move towards things that really help the company grow as opposed to trying to get everything organized in the back end and being very messy about it. Everything's clean and pristine. I don't have to worry about it. It's done once and I move forward. And I feel like that's uh, one of the key ones that really helped me uh, to this day. Mm. And so I don't know a lot. I mean, I can say I don't know a lot about how cue sheets look. I mean, I, I've seen a few. But from a library side, what does a what does a cue sheet look like? So, so if you're, I worked in reality TV, so a cue sheet for reality TV could be anywhere between eighty to one hundred and forty, even sometimes one hundred and sixty different tracks. And that cue sheet is basically a sheet of every single piece of music that's used on an episode of TV or film or even advertisement. So there's the track title, there's the duration or how long the track was used. There's the type of track that's used. So if it's a vocal, if it's a visual vocal, if it's a background vocal, if it's a theme song or an instrumental, there's the uh, there's uh, basically columns for composer information, where your PRO information goes, your IPI. All this stuff is needed to make sure that the proper person is paid for on the or accredited accredited for on the tracks that they placed on that TV show. So every single show has an extraction of that cue sheet. Those cue sheets need to be filled out. The music supervisor sends it out to the different libraries or maybe extracts the information and fills it in their self. And then after that cue sheet is complete, it's been checked and been sealed off, they send it off to the PROs. And that's how people get paid for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's different for reality TV and other other um, other types of licenses because I feel like um, I don't feel like I pretty much know that, but but uh, libraries that work directly with uh with reality tv or with uh, networks they basically create the, the cue sheets right whereas um if you're placing a, a song on a, a netflix show let's say and they took one track from your library you're not necessarily going to have the whole cue sheets because the the whole yeah the whole cue sheet um maybe you'll get it from the show but you don't really curate it but with a library that does things directly, 
with these shows, they get to curate it, right? Yeah, so Mentis says you're even working directly with the network. So I remember that certain networks have certain QC systems. So when I was working for uh, signature tracks, like Discovery would have sound mounts. They would put all their information to sound mounts. Uh, Rapid Q was another one. Uh, Q was used by Viacom. Netflix had one called Q as well, which is, it wasn't just a letter Q. It was just called Q. So you would enter in your information in there. Um, and some of them worked differently. Some of them were very outdated and janky and other ones were very uh, fluid. So yeah, all that stuff is put into a master uh, sheet, but there's a master sheet that has everybody's, all the libraries, all the composers, all the different artists, uh, uh, music on that sheet. So it just depends on what type of project you're working on or who you're working with. But uh, not every single library is filling out that information. Sometimes just the music coordinator and music supervisor are the ones who actually have to fill out that information. Word, yeah, and and I I'd love to to have one of the guys uh, on uh, from Signature Tracks. They also have uh, Jamie as well, right? Like who's there? Hi, me, yeah. yeah. I love that guy. Love that my guy. guy. That guy is um, my guy. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'd love to have one of these. They 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 seem like really in interesting cats. But um, what I want to say, okay, so so you you work from uh you, you work for them, and do you make music only for them, or do you diversify? What was your kind of strategy from then on? So when I was working for them, I was very low to them, so I was not going to compose for anybody else. Um, once I left the admin side, I started to venture out and start working with different labels and started getting different opportunities. And uh, yeah, from there, I, I think I was signed to like, um, I'm signed to like probably like five or six, but I worked, I worked actively for like two or three. Now I kind of want to focus just on my library and not, you know, put too many eggs in different baskets at this moment, just because I have so many different tracks out there already that I want to really put all my efforts and energy into the uh, library that I'm building right now. That's amazing, bro. Like I, we were talking about it when we met at PMC. I really have uh, an admiration for, for, people who do it like you. I mean, it's uh, just grinding and like uh, kind of uh, uh, letting it letting it snowball slowly. Whereas I feel like people like me, there's a lot of them and they, they're kind of uh, um, impatient. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. that's a, uh, it's a, it's a big vice. I know, I know from my end, it's like, uh, um, just wanting things to happen fast can create really dysfunctional relationships as well. So yeah, what I hear from you is that you patiently just like stacked it, stacked it, stacked it. Just like we were talking about the homie, uh, uh, Stephen McDonald and, and right. yeah. And, and that's how he made it, made his life, how it is today. And, and it's just through that, that patient persistence. 100%. Perfectly said. Yeah, I learned a lot from Steven. Yeah, Steven was one of the composers. Me and Steven started at the same time. So just seeing his growth and seeing how consistent he was even taught me, uh, you know, because we were getting our road to checks around the same time for the first time. And just knowing how much work he put into it, it's just like admirable. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm get it's, it's, it's a bit of, it's a, it's a bit of a goosebumps thing for me. Like I've, I feel goosebumps when I hear about people who were really able to to decode it for themselves and yeah i feel like it's i was talking about it um a few days back in the podca podcast i put out and i just feel like success uh in general is so um 
the, this word is so mistreated in all in every circle in every circle that I'm a part of it's so abused it's kind of like uh, um, what other word there is there um, there's another word that is just like bastardized and I can't I'll, I'll get back to it later but um, uh, um, uh, oh yeah authenticity yeah <laughs> like a, a, another word which is such a beautiful word but it's just been uh, uh, it's just been ruined because mm. of because of how people chose to put it out so many times throughout like five ten years that the word success doesn't mean as much to me as it did because I feel like success is so 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 individualized right. and people use it as such a general term like. You'll be like, I mean, the feeling is not what people say, but the feeling is you'll be successful once kind of thing mm. where your approach is literally and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong again, but it is a day to day approach. So I want to get a, a little bit into that. How does that approach kind of uh, um, move you today? And how do you feel like your quote-unquote success would look like and looks like as a label owner? I've, well, there's a quote by that's uh, by Earl Nightingale that I've heard uh, actually in, in the middle of COVID that really stuck with being a success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So basically anything that you find fulfilling, if you're working on it every day, that's that's how, they, that's how he defines success. And that's kind of how I see myself defining success. I don't think that the home run hits are the 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 things that kind of define me. I think that that how much work I had to really put into what I do and how much going back to that word curiosity of just like learning and going through the ups and downs and ebbs and flows because you know as you mentioned like people use the word to success and we just see the the bright lights and the the shining stars of that story but there's a lot that goes into it and there's there's a lot of time that's put into it and you really have to love what you do. You really have to be uh, dedicated and, and just be fulfilled by what you're trying to pursue. And I feel like I have never hit a level of pure, just like, I feel like a kid again. Like I feel like I'm learning sync licensing all over again, trying to build this library because there's not a lot of information on how to do this the right way. Um, by yourself. And I feel like I love that journey of just like figuring something out. I learned uh, uh, about EO insurance from an, uh, a LinkedIn post. I learned about signing with major libraries or like, you know, signing with making bigger deals for third party licensing with the bigger libraries from your podcast. There's a lot of different things that I, I come across that just kind of just guide me to where I need to go. And I'm just kind of just following these notifications from the universe that kind of just direct me on the path that I know whether if I make it or not, whether this becomes successful, quote unquote, or not, I feel fulfilled by putting my efforts and trying to see where this takes me. And if it doesn't take me exactly where I think it's going to take me, it's going to take me somewhere else that benefits me in the long run. Notifications from the universe. Drop the fucking mic. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, boy. Ah, deep that's deep as well um whew. that was a heavy blow i did not expect that bro 
yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah. um, I, I feel like the thing is being able to listen to to where the where the nods are coming from and asking sometimes asking why as well like developing this awareness to to the notifications because i mean how many people do i see uh, mindlessly scrolling for hours and and uh, i mean just like kids right like just taking what they're they're given so I mean, these notifications from the universe have to be checked, have to be kept in check, right? Because if you're getting, uh, I remember when when there was the war uh, in Israel and my, my family is there. So I would just like check every day and get all these notifications and all these messages and all this hate inside me mm. that like for a few weeks, I was starting to think like a hateful person. I, I'm not even gonna lie. Like I, I, mm. I I was almost caught in this trap. Um, and thankfully I, I realized that th these, the notification from the universe is you are de literally de delving in a pile of shit. Like you mm. need to be leading by example, just like you would if you had a child, you don't, I, I wouldn't want him to see me like that. Right? Right. So I, I see these notifications like that, where, where, uh, um, It can be notifications of something that I'm doing right, but it can also be a notification that I'm fucking up. So like, let's say I'm not happy after uh, uh, doing something or after or, or after um, making an album for somebody. I feel like it is a notification from the universe that, okay, it was cool. You did it, but now you got to move on, you mm -hmm. know, kind of thing. Where... Um, where were there were there like inflection points throughout your career where you had to I guess like pivot because how you speak and how usually people with with I would what I would call success speak of their uh, journey as something that is very linear right like that is kind of like this but were there places where you really needed to shift gears oh yeah for sure um, there's a lot of points I remember when I was working for Signature Tracks, I got so consumed of the day-to-day -day work that I was starting to cut back on a lot of the composing. And they would offer me different things uh, to kind of incentivize me to compose more. And I would create all these excuses in my head of why I didn't have the time to do it, why I didn't have the time because I was so focused on the day-to-day -day admin work. And I was wearing so many different hats at the time. We were a small team that I really had to... I, I became very negative. I became in a space where like, I'm just blaming outside people for my circumstances. But in reality, it was, it was me, how I, how I allocated time. If I was not working, it was I busy playing a video game or something really distracting myself and just like trying to cancel out the noise of the everyday, you know, day to day grind and not really put in the work to kind of get myself out of the situation. I remember I hit this pocket where it was like a month or two where I was just like not creating. And it was, I noticed when I was doing that, I was getting deeper and deeper away from where I wanted to be. So I really had to take like a check within myself and just like extract all of these things that are kind of just, you know, distracting me for my main goal to get myself in a position where I, I found that joy and fulfillment. So yeah, there's been a lot of those moments where I kind of have 
you know, these ups and downs, like, like you, like I, how you mentioned earlier, I, I like recently, I, you know, you, you DM me, but I, I told you, like, I kind of just deleted Instagram and TikTok for a little bit because I was becoming one of those people who was scrolling a lot and there was a lot of information coming out. And, it, you know, I was just, you know, just kind of just mindlessly getting in that routine. And though I'm still focusing on my work, it was still taking away time from a lot of things that I should be focusing on, like health and, and just taking care of myself and my body. Something you mentioned in your podcast before, too, as well. And I think that's super important. Um, but there's always going to be, I feel like, times within everyone where we hit these moments where we had that momentum and then we, we get stagnant or something, you know, um, kind of sets us back a little bit. But there, there are ways to uh, kind of just self-reflect for us and just kind of work on the things that are, you know, holding us back a little bit. And, yeah, there's been a lot of those moments for me that I, I've had throughout my career for sure. Yeah, that's the cosmic. I feel like that's another cosmic. It's a it's a notification, right? Because if you are and I've experienced it in the past few weeks, like I've been cranking, cranking music like crazy for a few weeks. Um, but then like in the last in the past week, I was uh, uh, um, I, I just didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like there's there's all this like David Goggins shit that like don't be a bitch kind of thing. But there's also, <laughs> yeah. there's also, you know, um, and by the way, there are hilarious, hilarious imitations of David Goggins. It's a rabbit hole anyway. <laughs> but, uh, uh, um, you know, like there's that, there's that silver lining that a lot of people don't see. And they, again, I feel like, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself and I tend to blame from blame myself for not working on these. But to me, this time, like in the past week, because I'm taking care so well of my body and of my uh, uh, um, of my soul, I'm meditating a lot. I'm waking up early. I'm doing things that nurture me. So I'm able to see that, okay, now what I got to do is I got to listen to some music. I got to figure out the next step because, yeah, like real- music for reality TV is fun. It's good. It's great. But I have to kind of figure out a way for me to 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 balance that with maybe I want to make a banger uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow and maybe maybe uh, um it's not going to be I'm not going to make the album as fast but I'm going to be as productive if I do a track in different genres a day so I can structure it now in a way that okay and it's just I'm offering this way to anybody who's ever struggled with it it's just like maybe Monday is a trailer day Tuesday is a reality day. Thursday is another reality day because it's hella easy to make. And then uh, uh, in the be- in the middle of the week, I can make like a, a a full on track. Maybe that's the that's the way I see things structured. But I f- uh, another thing is I feel like it has to be there has to be some sort of fluidity because mm. the lack of fluidity is what is 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 the the the, the is evil in my opinion it's like it's that enemy it's that real enemy that just like what you were talking to the lack of fluidity has created this um jadedness in you that you were like going to work and kind of hating on it and it wasn't it wasn't per se your fault it was just like the notification right it's the notification (laughs) that you gotta do that something has to change um and yeah, and I see a lot of composers hitting that 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 point. So I'm I'm really grateful you shared that, man. 
Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. We all go through it. And, uh, I think it's the beautiful part of just creating your story or your, you know, this, this life that you're living. That's the, the that's the beautiful part of it are those little points of, uh, you know, it's kind of like the alchemist, just those little checkpoints that lead you to the next part of your, uh, your journey. Yeah. The, the, the alchemist is such a great, I've read it probably five times. Uh, and every time I read it, it it's just like a different story to me. Uh, because I mm, notice, I notice a little, uh, another, a different nuance that I haven't, and it resonates with my story in a different way. It's such a special book. And the, the thing that comes up is, as cheesy as it may sound, like fulfillment and the, the ability to look at little, tiny, micro successes and have these define you as opposed to the bigger goals, I think is the, it's what really can create magic in the bigger, in the, in, in, in the, just like in the bigger picture, because you're not waiting for the magic to happen. You're actually creating magic every day. And then when something big happens, then it's like, cool. I mean, like I, I, I've voiced it many, many times in the, in the, um, podcast where, where like my biggest goal is to get to, to score a, a spider verse three. It's just mm-hmm. my, it's, it's my, it's my North star. And I'm, I'm making music that, that, that sounds like that, that sounds like it would fit there. That being said, I'm really fucking enjoying it. And I'm working with a lot of really cool people on the journey to that. So if it happens or if not is less in my control but the work I'm doing and the, the, the happiness that I feel from creating and uh, from having this outlet to, in the end, maybe get there is just like it creates such a more um, animating environment for me. Um, mm. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. I like that. <clears throat> I feel like that you're... Uh manifesting in your own way and you're finding fun out of your day-to-day doing it that's you know like a material like kind of creating your own story so uh I, when you get it I'll, i'm gonna be hyped for you hell yeah i mean like the 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 other thing that comes from what uh what you're speaking for some reason what came out is like choose your battles uh which is something i i love i love talking about it's like being able to choose your battles and understanding that if you're making music for like you want royalties to start coming in it's just like it's a grind that takes time and compounding interest and and people who get to sync and expect that uh, uh, fast buck it's just like uh, it's so misleading it's so misleading mm-hmm. there's so much info that suggests that you can uh, um, start making a full-time living from sync in no time um, right. which man, it happens. There's, there's some Cinderella's in this, uh, in this story, which is great. Like, but, and, and it's, it, it kind of reminds me of, uh, entrepreneurship, right? Like, and of people who, um, uh, say everyone thought I was crazy. Everyone told me I was crazy, but I succeeded. And man, like, come on, what percentage are these people? 
who everybody tells them you're crazy and actually end up creating like a million dollar, a billion dollar enterprise. Man, solo. Like, don't right. fucking listen to that shit. Please, <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Uh, kind of thing. So, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just like a slippery slope like that. It is, man. It's definitely, uh, it takes a lot of patience. It's not, I remember when I first got into it, I had no expectation of how much money you can make from it. I just know that I was able to create music uh, every day. Can, the, can the you repeat that real quick? Uh, can you, I, you got cut off. Can you repeat it? When I got into sync licensing, I wasn't aware of how much money you can make. I didn't know how much money was in it. I didn't know. I, I thought people were making a lot of money just because I saw how you know my bosses live or like the lead composer live. But I didn't really know, and I thought that it was just gonna happen like that. But it it, it didn't like it. Like after I received my first royalty, it was like okay, this puts it into perspective. And then I got my second one, like okay, this puts it into perspective. And then you start realizing how you navigate within the the community and within the within the scene. But yeah, it's it's definitely something that takes a lot of patience, and you have to you have to love it. I think you have to you have to like want to go all out and cannot dip your toe in this. In fact like find a lot of success in this you have to really commit to this if you want to find uh that full-time uh you know type of lifestyle i feel like it just takes a lot of time you know time and hard work i love it i love it it's so true how does uh how does community play a role in your growth and your ability and your learning what's what and what does that look like for you oh man uh since i got into the space where i started educating in 2020 naturally a community started to build and I was started to do these live streams where I would critique people's music and I would give them feedback because I understood how music was used in TV and I can give certain feedback to help them get a, a better understanding of how their music fits in the context of television. So I was doing that every day or every Friday for a year and naturally people started to come in. It was very small, not a lot of people, but the same people were coming in and, you know, they were talking to each other in chat and stuff like that. And that kind of grew into like this community that was like, they were supporting each other, even outside of me, I would see it on social media and people were collaborating or like working together or whatever. And then once I got to the point where I was building my own library, all of that stuff came full circle. Like every single person who I, you know, had a cool relationship with that was really talented and put a lot of work into this, I was starting to sign. I was able to do that very seamlessly and they're super talented. They have a great understanding. I didn't have to like reteach them or teach them anything. It was more so of like, hey guys, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go to work. And I feel like the best, one of the best things about this this space of sync licensing is the community, is the people that you meet at conferences, or is the people you meet online, or you know, you see the same type of people, you know, uh, in this space, or the same type of people commenting on each other's work. And this person knows that person, that person knows that person. It's like a very uh, intertwined web and uh, at the core of it a lot of people want to help each other there may be times where people don't respond to you or seem too busy and it's because they are busy there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes for this stuff but at the same time at the end of the day people want to see each other succeed and that's what i love about all aspects of it. even music supervisors like they like they're not trying to just like ignore you and not trying to pay attention to you because they're just trying to be like this people these type of people who are on their high horse like they genuinely love seeing people who is an independent artist or whoever it is, like get the first placement or, you know, give them that opportunity where they're able to land stuff, you know, that works for whatever project they're working on. So I feel like one of the most beautiful things about this sync journey is 
being able to grow and build with other people who are on the same path as you, just maybe in a different part of the story. Mm. Yes, a hundred percent. There were a lot of a lot of things that came up as you were you were speaking about it. Um, geez, that the the part where you're speaking about uh, supervisors and just like for a moment, I feel like acknowledging these people for what they are doing is. Um, they are not on the high horse, like not at fucking all. Like that's the thing is, is that they get hit up with needs of people like nobody else. They are a lot of the times getting, getting underpaid. Um, and they are not getting acknowledged a lot of the times. So that's why like, I I feel like, um, I, I will try to make it for the the guild guild of supervisors this year because I just want to meet more of these people because I think that people put them on a high horse but they're they're not on a high horse that's the whole that's the whole thing they they are complete average joes who worked really 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 fucking hard to get to where right. they are so I feel like acknowledging that is so important that's why I want to have more supervisors on the show Hundred percent. Yeah, they, they there's a lot that goes into their job. Uh, people just think they just pick their music and that's their only job. There's so much of just the business side they have to understand. And if you think about it, a lot of these supervisors are always showing up and, and supporting each other and supporting uh, even like with the writers guild and the writer strike. You were seeing a lot all these supervisors showing up and just uh, you know standing in celerity. Like uh, you know that the, the, there's there's this great uh, like just unique. A uh, group of people that are out there that just really are looking just to grow, and uh, you know, a lot of them either are in music or have some type of background in music, or if they didn't, they have a really deep passion and love and great ear uh, for music as well. And you can learn a lot from just listening to their playlists and stuff. Um, so yeah, shout out to all the supervisors out there. A hundred percent. Shout out to y'alls, and I'm waiting for you here on the podcast with with open hands. Another thing you were saying is that you were doing these listening rooms. And by the way, as you were saying that, I was thinking like nobody more qualified to, than you oh. to give feedback on this kind of shit. But that's a side note. But um, <laughs> the thing is um, that you put the work up front, right? Like it, it really resonated with me because I'm doing this podcast and I'm I'm getting invited to listen to music and also to... to, to um, Uh, just people hitting me up with music, which is amazing, man. Like I, I would not expect it to be so cool because it attracts such awesome people also to my life. And I've done an album, like I've done two albums for uh, that are going to be released with BMG where people are um, uh, um, just reaching out. I'm having these awesome conversations with really high class producers and high class uh, uh, high caliber people and they're hitting me up and I'm like of course and then <laughs> and then the album gets made in a week or less which is it's I mean it's pretty crazy for like the genres that I work with a lot let's say like the these epic hip hops these promo superhero big hip hop th- things because like I have somebody who's on guard who's ready mm-hmm. 
which is crazy. It's like, and I feel like it's exactly what's cool about having a label or having something like that. It's like you have so many people who support what you are doing. So for for your story, you put the work up front, you listen to a lot of people's tracks, you've created something around you uh, that revives around you. And then when you start, started pitching these things, the, the people, they already know how your brain works. So they're like, hell yeah, I want to support that. And, and there's something to be said. It's like, how do venture capitalists a lot of the times make their investment? It's not only about the objective details. It's about, do I believe in the founder? Mm. And that's the case with you, man. Like when I speak to you, like I believe in your cause. You know what I mean? Um, I appreciate so, that. So it, it, I feel like that's that's kind of where I'm where I'm going with this with this sync stuff is just being able in the end of the day to work with people I love on things that I love. That's all I want to do in my life, um, and that's what ninety nine point nine percent of the people don't get to say about their life. Right. Um, so I feel like that's a good it's it's a good way to gauge my success. Is it like it's it like am I working with a bunch of high horse like assholes who are who just care about uh, um, money? Mm. And and I mean, like to a certain extent, making money is cool, right? Like it's it's fun to get a, a big check and it's and and that that provides freedom, that provides a lot of things. But man, it's a slippery slope. So I, I'm it's super fun. grateful. I'm I'm super grateful for 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 how and what you're speaking. I I know that people are gonna take so much out of this episode and so much out of of you and your just like your just like you. You. I don't know how to even put it into words. It's like you. Um, so I, I'm 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 really grateful, and I encourage people. Like you're gonna you're gonna be at Nam as well. You're gonna be speaking at Nam, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll be speaking there uh, next week on Thursday. Yeah. Hell yeah! So this is gonna come. <laughs> this is gonna come out just a day before. So whoever's listening oh, nice. and is there, just like go 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 say hi to this dude. And yeah, please um, do. Please do. And yeah, man. I I I just wanna say that I'm super grateful for you. And I wanted to ask if, first of all, is there something that you're super grateful for that you want to share? I am grateful for my family. I think that, uh, I think that I'm very fortunate to grow up with the brothers that I grew up with, my sister, my mom, who raised me mostly by herself. I'm grateful for my wife who I've met and I uh, have just created this beautiful family with and just have learned so much from each other, even through the ups and downs. And I'm grateful for my kids for just like, uh, there's a fire that's obviously uh, that's built with having kids or having that type of responsibility. But there's also just like this pure love and joy to just like live life again, almost as a child. So I'm, uh, I'm mm-hmm. specifically grateful for that, for sure. I'm grateful for uh, you know, I'm grateful for this conversation. I'm grateful for meeting great people like you. Uh, I'm grateful for where music has led me in this life so far. And I'm very fortunate to have met so many different talented, passionate, uh, empathetic type of people in this industry. And uh, I'm grateful for where uh, this this journey has been taking me so far. That's amazing, man. Where where can people connect with you and find find out more about you? 
what you're doing. Yeah, so <clears throat> you can find me at Excalibur Zero on Instagram, on YouTube, it's Excalibur Sync. I give out information about sync licensing, no paywalling, straight up, just all the information that I know I'm sharing on there. And um, if you're trying to sign up with the library, we'd love to check out your music. You can find us at Super Selective, S-U-P-R-S-E-L-E-C-T-I-V. Dot com. Dot com. Word. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ah, no, we're gonna talk, but, um, uh, what did I want to say? Yeah, man, I'm just, uh, oh, so yeah, that's, I feel like that's, that, that would be all, uh, for people. And, um, I'm sending you so much love and thank, so thankful that you came on. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. You're killing this podcast. I check it out. Not just, uh, I, I've been checking out the most recent episodes, 100% for sure. And then I've been learning a lot. So no, thank you as well for having me on here and thinking of me on this, uh, on this uh, podcast and excited to see where this turns into. Keep it up. Bam. Yo, thanks for listening to Sync Jams. Again, if y'all want to support this podcast, go ahead follow the podcast which is a huge thing it also lets you know when episodes are coming out share the podcast on your socials share the posts on socials and let me know what you think about the podcast as well hit me up on ig hit me up wherever and i'm sending you all the love and see you at the next sync gems episode peace